welcome in. It's the John Cast Podcast. It is episode number 60. Welcome into the podcast. Really excited about this one today. Podcast, as always, is brought to you by Ian's Pizza in Madison with three locations in Madison, one in Milwaukee, one in Seattle, and one in Denver. We are currently working on our next promotion. We've got a couple of ideas floating around that I really think podcast listeners are going to enjoy. So check out Ian's Pizza if you're in Madison or Milwaukee, Seattle, or Denver, uh, or just come to Madison and have a macaroni uh, and cheese slice of pizza. It's delicious. Um, so Ian's Pizza, thank you to them. JohnCastPodcast.com. Go subscribe, newsletter, rate and review, all the good stuff. But let's get to today's episode because I'm really excited. The volleyball coach at the University of Wisconsin, the national champion winning volleyball coach at the University of Wisconsin, Kelly Sheffield, joins me along with Badgers beat writer, Dennis Punzel. Guys, it's like Point Wisconsin again, part version 2.0 or something like that. How's everybody doing today? Kelly, we'll start with you. We're doing great. Let's uh, let's go. Great to see you guys. Dennis, what's going on? Well, we're getting there. Uh, yeah, it's nostalgic. Yes, it, it really is. Uh, if you notice some issues with Dennis's audio, it's because uh, Dennis screwed up his microphone earlier. So um, I'm just yeah, kidding, Dennis. I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> Dennis did nothing. It's just technology. I'm going MacGyver uh, on everyone right now, aren't we? What's that? MacGyver, you know, we're getting out the, uh, the the duct tape and all kinds of things. We were trying a whole bunch of stuff. For a second, I felt like an IT person, but then it didn't work. Um, all right, guys. So a lot of off-season news happening. Dennis, I want to talk about the book that we had mentioned in the last podcast, because I know you've got an update with that. But Kelly, I wanted to start with the news that I saw recently that I it's got a lot of Badger fans talking, and that's the September 16th match at the Cool Center against Florida. Badger Volleyball is moving from the Fieldhouse for one match, September 16th. This is something that I've been just saying as a fan, like, why can't we play at the Cole Center? Can we do one at the Cole Center? Like, hockey, women's hockey does one at the Cole. Like, why can't we do one at the Cole Center? How Imagine how cool that would be to fill that arena up, and that's the plan right now. Can you tell me the background, the story? What's the story there behind Wisconsin Volleyball playing at the Cole on September 16th? Yeah, I mean, it was, I think when we first got here, maybe it was 13 or 14 or something, I think uh, I was asked uh, if I had any interest in, in going there. I didn't, personally. Uh, you know, I wanted to, to you know, I, I love the, uh, the the field house that we play in. And so let's try to continue to put upgrades in there. Let's try to bring that up to to, to where it's capable of being. And, um, uh you know, and after this past season, it was brought. It was you know, I was asked again, "Do we want to? Do we want to go there and play?" I wasn't interested, but you know, more thinking about it. I mean, we've been selling out here for you know seven, eight years, and there's just people that can't come in there and watch. And so let's, you know, that's that's been kind of a philosophy. As you saw this past spring, we're going around the states and trying to play in some different places. Maybe some people that aren't able to make the drive, they don't have the time. Uh, maybe that they're not able to get tickets. We wanted to kind of take the show on the road a little bit, I, I guess, if you will. And um, you know, the Cole Center allows us to to get more people to watch. I think uh, um, we're we're excited about it. Yeah, it's how how did that. Um like come about, did you have conversations with somebody? Like how, how did you find that date in particular too to, to, to play against Florida and why not a Big Ten school or was it always going to be a non-conference if that would it were to ever happen? Um, let's see. I, I think I think the last person that came to me and said something was Katie Smith uh, and um, my boss. And 
uh, right after the season, said that I wasn't interested. And then, I don't know, probably about a month or so later, uh, started thinking, yeah, let's go ahead and, and, and do this. If we're going to do it the right way, you know, I mean, we've got to, we've got to promote it. We've got to, you know, we've got to give them a great experience. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's pros and cons of doing that. I mean, you're getting, you know, the possibility of 17,000 fans in, in the building, but, you know, the fans are further away from the action. It's a, you know, the volleyball court is smaller than a basketball court. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that it's done the right way. Florida, you wanted to do it against a, you know, a, a big time opponent, uh, something that would, People would be excited to watch. Um, it uh, weren't interested in doing something new for the first time in, in, a, in a conference match, right? Um, you know, so it's um, didn't really want to do it the first match out of the gate when we're dropping a a, a, a banner. So there, <laughs> there really weren't a whole lot left, you know. But you know, uh, uh, talk to Mary at, at Florida. She's excited about it. We're excited about it. Uh, you know, let's go. Yeah. How important is it, do you think, to showcase the sport? Because my guess is, I mean, I think I think you have an excellent shot of beating that regular season attendance record of, I think, yeah. just over 14,000. Yeah. Um, so how important do you think it is for the sport, for the conference to to showcase volleyball in front of that many people and say, listen, this this can happen? I think it's important that we continue to, you know, I, I, I how do we continue to give our players and our fans experiences that they that they enjoy that they remember? You know, I certainly want to be thinking about that. How do we stretch the game? How do we grow the game? How do we get more people, uh, to, maybe to see what kind of uh, uh, what this sport is about? You, you know, it. Uh, I think we need to continue to think outside the box, and maybe we leave there that night and say, "Man, this is a horrible idea." Well, you know, but it, but. Uh, but on the other hand, maybe we sit there and and uh, there's 20 people in the stands that have never seen a, a match live in, in person before. And they leave there and they're inspired and they, they want to watch some more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we continue to try to find ways to get on TV. I think, that, you know, it's not like this will be a match that we'll, uh, that we'll be able to uh, get covered as, as we should. Um, it's been it's been a while. Um, since those uh, attendance records regular season have been um, have been pushed, you know, most of us are playing in a little bit smaller arenas, and and um, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, well, we just set we just set the attendance record for for the tournament. Uh, let's go ahead and try to find a way to set up for the regular season as well. Um, you know. I think, and you have no control over this, but you know how cool it would be. I think if then men's basketball played a game at the Fieldhouse uh, in in a non-conference, and you guys got the Cole Center for a non-conference, I think that would be. I think things like that are really fun for Badger fans because it's something new, it's something different than than what they're used to. So I'm all about this idea. I think it's I think it's fantastic, and I know you have we have no idea if it went well because uh, we'll find out in September on September 16th, but. Could you see this being a yearly tradition? Oh, I don't know. I, I, ask, ask me after that. You, you know, I, I, that's certainly not something that um, we're going into this thinking that way. But it's, uh, you, you know, I, I thought it was cool that, you know, Michigan State basketball a few years ago uh, tried to try to play a game on an aircraft carrier. I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's just sweet. I don't, I don't think it, it, it didn't – they weren't able to pull it off, but – but the idea of that was pretty cool. There's some volleyball teams that have been able to play in the Pentagon, and I think that's cool. There's hockey games that are playing inside of uh, football stadiums, and that's just thinking outside the box, you know. Yeah. And uh, 
um, tapping. Yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. And maybe this is a one-shot deal. Maybe it's something we try to, to do that later on down the road. You know, now that I think about it, maybe once every year it could get – maybe once every other year. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's sometimes – I, I also wanted um, Badger Hockey to play at Camp Randall once a year too, so I don't know because yeah. I went to one of those and that was cold, but it was a lot of fun and something different. Yeah. Um, so the uh, one of the other things uh, with the program is, well, I'm wondering, I'm curious, what is the seating at the Fieldhouse? How is that renovation number one going? Uh, um, that you've seen the progress over that, and will we have different uh, seating uh, at the Fieldhouse coming up? John, it is it is like a war zone, and it has been in there for months. It is crazy how many workers are in there. I mean, there's stuff everywhere. There's dust everywhere. Um, it's uh, it's it's unbelievable. But uh, you know, one of the cool things, yeah, there's going to be new seating. We've got premium seating, chairbacks which is something we've heard from a lot of our fans. Uh, you know, we do these year-end surveys, and and uh, for since I've been here, that's been something that people have asked for. And so if you get chair-back seating, obviously you're going to lose some some seats. And, and you know, it's there's give and take, right? I mean, there's just no way possible to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, uh, it's an option. People are going to have that option to be able to, to – to have to to sit there, that'll be the section right behind the scores table, right behind the benches, all of that. So we'll lose some seating along the way. Uh, we've had to add some ADA seating. That's something that we've known we've had to do for a few years, um, and it is really really important. And so when you're adding a bunch of that, a lot we've got a big section of it right above the premium seating. So you're going to lose even some more seating because of that. Um, it's uh, the the part in the south end that goes in and out of the Cole Center or the Cole Center, Camp Randall, right. um, will be another area for premium seating that will be um, a place where people can grab food and drinks. Um, and we're certainly excited about that. And then um, air conditioning. You know, we added some air conditioning a few years ago, but it didn't bring down the temperature of the entire place. I'm told we're going to be able to get uh, the field of house down to 70 degrees if we want to, which is going to be obviously Whoa. for somebody that's way up there in the top. This is a game changer, but that's a big reason why there's so many people in there is that uh, the piping that's going all the way through there is just is is incredible. But you know, I'm. Obviously, you know, we're going to lose a little bit of seats. That's that's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, the cost to get in, the, they're going to be raising raising that. And, you know, you're a little bit nervous that maybe you'd be pricing people out or they decide to take their dollars and, and do something else. One of the great things has been the value uh, of, of coming to a match. And... Um, and the price is, price is going to go up in some cases considerably. But it's probably to be expected when you're thinking over the last nine years, a new floor, a new video board, new locker rooms, new lighting, new sound system, air conditioning, seating. Uh, it, it, you know, they, they, got, they got all the bees and the wasps that used to fly over there, most of those out of there. It's um, the concourse area, the the windows, the outside of uh, of the building. It has been 
an incredible, incredible investment that has gone in. And, um, you know, that's one of the things I'm excited about is that when people are asking for things that, you know, the, that there's been a willingness to, uh, uh, the administration to go and, and make some of these really big time changes. And, uh, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of a cost to that. And we hope, really hope that people, uh, stay with it. A couple of questions. And then I got one for you, Dennis. Uh, you mentioned the 70 degrees. You're going to be able to, that's next year. You're going to be able to get that place to 70 degrees is what you're telling me. Okay. I'll let, Pete, okay. I'll let Pete know not to bring the fans, the little tiny fans he brings up. Uh, <laughs> we may not need those anymore. Um, and you also mentioned the concourses, uh, just, just a, a fan question and the fan and me asking this question, uh, will the trophy be on display uh, around the concourse? I don't know how you would do that or where it would go, but are there plans to kind of showcase some, uh, some of those, uh, awards? All right. So what we've decided to, because I mean, we're still, it's still a war zone right down there. I was walking on my way up to the office today and it is so much stuff in there. I mean, it's 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 just insane. Uh, the concourse, how we want to do it, is there's just not enough time to do that, and so it'll probably look somewhat similar to what we have had. There'll be a place, probably a table for um, for the trophies. Uh, I would think after our season is over, that is a plan of of building some trophy cases and really updating um, the concourse in a in a much better way than it is right now. Uh, we're hoping that there's been so much like storage in the concourse and um, we're, we're trying to get everything out of the concourse that has been there for decades that have just kind of accumulated and hopefully fans will have a little bit more elbow room. It'll be visually more appealing, obviously, as well, safer. Um, get all that stuff out of there and then really take that extra space and probably do some things to you know, that uh, we'll be able to showcase the trophies and the history and yeah. and be able to do some fan act, uh, interaction stuff in there. It's fantastic. I want to ask more about the product, uh, the team that we'll see out on the court in 2022. But Dennis Punzel, Badgers beat writer for the University of Wisconsin volleyball team, is on the podcast as well. Now we've got a little connection issue, Dennis, but that's all good. And Dennis, you have some some news of your own because – Last time you were on this podcast, you talked about the book you're going to be writing about the 2021 Badger season, and uh, congratulations, that's all done. You wrote a book. Uh, that's so cool. So let me ask you, how does it, it, is. it how does it feel writing your first book? Like something I never thought I would do. I, I had no uh, real ambitions to do one, and the only ambition I had, I had kind of put away a couple of years ago, and. Uh, was told to be thankful you gave up on that idea. <laughs> and then somehow it came around again and it, it felt really, really good. Typing the last sentence of the book uh, was really emotional. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So as you're doing this process, what, what was like the hardest thing about writing a, a book on the 2021 season? Um, and what was something that perhaps was a little easier than you thought it would be? You know, the hardest part was not putting it off. I knew it was a very uh, short time frame because to make this work, we had to get the book out by before the season starts. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have a release date yet. That's but and the book is still in the process of being put together by the publisher right now. I get 
texts and emails every day on the progress of that. But as it got closer to my deadlines, I should have probably started doing this a little, like in February, I should have been doing more. But I was always going to do that tomorrow. And um, But I worked better on deadlines. So uh, we pushed it pretty hard. And uh, most people that I talk to who have done books, that you're going to do it in two months? You know, ridiculous. Um, that was about the turnaround time. It was a couple months. And uh, the, the, the other concept, you know, I'm, I'm used to working in thousand word increments, you know, a newspaper story, which is maybe 750 to maybe occasionally I sneak it over a thousand. Um, and to write a book of 60,000 words, I didn't know what that meant. Uh, that was a foreign language to me. Um, and yet once I broke it down, the chapters kind of fell into place and it was easier that way. I felt like I was writing 15 books of, you know, whatever, how many yeah. uh, words, about 2000, 2000, uh, I think the longest one is maybe 7,000 words. Dennis, yeah. how many, you had, a uh, over a decade of articles and interviews that you're kind of going back on, but how, how many people do you think that you, uh, you interviewed or talked to uh, for, for this book? I should go back and count. I'm sure, I'm guessing there's over 20. And I said, one of the most fun parts for me, because the book is really kind of two parts. One is Kelly's story, um, his path from Muncie to Madison and everywhere in between. And talking to people who played for him at Albany. I talked to the guy who hired him at Albany. Um, talking to former Dayton players. I talked probably two or three or four from each of those schools. Um, the women from uh, Albany who, I talked to one who uh, was a freshman the year Kelly came in and uh, won four four matches that year. and and 14 of the 17 players quit. And she was one of the three that stayed on and uh, her senior year played in the NCAA tournament. Um, that was fun. It's fun to, that was the part I enjoyed because it's a part that I knew less about. The, the Wisconsin part was how do I tell a story that I've already been telling incrementally for nine years mm -hmm. and, and make it sound fresh. So was there anything that you learned? I mean, you just talked about some of the non-Badger um, storylines, like with Kelly's career, but was there anything else that you learned that, that you didn't know in the process of writing this? Um, well, there were, there were uh, good stories from the transition time here. The first is first season, um, the things that went on and it was, it was a, a big turnaround for a team that hadn't been in the tournament for five years and things were going to be done differently. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that was interesting. Um, I, uh, what else did I talk to? I talked to the, the going back a ways, the woman who was the coach at Bowling Green at the time and Kelly had been a, a club coach there and, living the good life of uh, uh, 
club coaching and bartending and going around during the summers and working at camps and and after a couple of years uh, and this woman denise vandewally uh really liked him and just kind of sat down to kelly what are you doing with your life and it was kind of what if i you ever thought about getting into college coaching and that's kind of what set him on the path and i said you know everybody in life has some some turning point that kind of sets you in the direction that you end up being and and that seemed like that conversation was one of those inflection points that was really fun to hear discussed you know kelly what is that like to be able to when this book is released to be able to have a basically a record as a background of of your uh, coaching history and then of the 2021 season i mean have you thought about how how unique of an opportunity it is to have this just like written down because not everybody gets a like a book about um the season it was it was totally outside of both of our comfort zones mm -hmm. you know i mean that's that's writing a book is i mean it's uh it is crazy what dennis has has had to go through and i remember him and i talking uh about having numerous conversations it was a little bit scary going in i think he would he would say that and you know and certainly um uh you know there's 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 stuff about i i told dennis hey right take it whatever directions that you want to um and it certainly would be a lot more comfortable if there was none of it uh on me that it was totally geared towards the players and uh current and past and uh and telling their story uh, i understand why it went the direction that it that it did uh but um you know and there's there's a few things in there that you know that i'd rather not i wish weren't in there but you know it's a but i think you try to try to be truthful and tell the tell the whole picture but it's uh um uh, you, you know, I, I enjoy doing things like this, like what we're talking, you know, and uh, talking to you and, and talking to, you know, promoting our program and talking about our kids. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's about them. And, uh, you, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, it's not a place of comfort when you're reading pages about yourself. I can promise you that. Mm, interesting. Um, another book question, Dennis, real quick. Um, did you reach out? who did you reach out to about this because i'm sure you because like you said this is the first time you've ever done anything like this Sixty thousand words um who did you reach out to and and what were some of the the tips that they gave you about about writing this well yeah i've, I've talked to uh one of my mentors rob zaleski was the sports editor at, at the cap times who brought me to town he was also my first sports editor in uh, green bay back in 1975 and uh he hired me at the Cap Times, and he's written a few books. And he—he's not a volleyball person at all. Doesn't know much at all about the sport. But whenever we talk, he—he'd say that Kelly Sheffield. That story's a book. Uh, that story's got to be told. And that kind of uh, pushed me in that direction to do make that part of the book. I talked to. Uh, Lee Feinswag, uh from Volleyball Mag, we know he was a guest every year on the 
podcast, which, by the way, uh, I know I showed you the cover. Uh, coincidentally, the name of the book, or the, the main title is Point Wisconsin, um, which has a familiar ring. Yes. Uh, but, but talking to Lee, the first time, this was back in 2019, because he'd written several books, I asked for him for advice. And he, his best advice was don't do it. <laughs> and, I, and I took that advice for three years. And uh, then I finally uh, went away from it. Uh, I, I, the hardest part for me, the, the biggest discomfort was how do you find a publisher? I had no clue. And who out there in the publishing world is going to publish a book from by somebody they never heard of about a sport they probably don't pay much attention to? And I didn't know how to go about it. I had no connections. I talked to a few people, Tom Hodricourt, um, who has done several books, and uh, he, he recommended this KCI Sports Publishing in Stevens Point. Um, I talked to Diane Nordstrom, our friend, and she went through people in the department and who'd had a couple books done through KCI Sports. So, I, you know, I'd heard of them. I knew of them. I used to work in Stevens Point years and years ago. And I said, that sounds like the, the winner, but I was afraid to contact them because if they said no, I said, well, then who? Um and I, so I decided uh, I, I was afraid to get no for an answer. Hmm. So I didn't ask the question. And after you know, a couple of weeks of dawdling, I just one day said, all right, I'm going to send the guy an email, Peter Clark. I, I had his name, I had his email and sent him a, a few, a little synopsis of what I was working on and wondering if he would have any interest in doing a book and thinking I'd hear back hopefully in a week or two well five minutes later i get an email that he is very excited about that idea and would love to talk to me and five minutes after that we're on the phone wow and boom we're talking um the, the conversation's going on and he, you know it was like oh we'd have to it, there'd have to be a short turnaround that would be the the trickiest part and as the conversation went on he, he mentioned a guy uh, Phil Heapner, I don't even remember what the context was. And I said, oh yeah, I remember Phil Heapner. He played point guard for Spash. And uh, point, uh, the other guard was Tom Clark. He said, well, Tom, that's my brother. And so I'd written about his brother. And then he <laughs> tells me, well, I've got a scrapbook right here that my mother kept of articles you did on my brother back in 1970-something. Wow. And I'm like, well, okay, so I think this is meant to happen. Yeah. Wow, that's and, awesome. And it's been a good relationship, and he's been real helpful uh, pushing this through. He came down, and we met with Kelly uh, one day for a while and talked about stuff. And right now we're assembling photos kind of 100 miles apart, which is mm -hmm. always a challenge. But um, he's, he's putting things together right now. So, But that was the hardest – that was the part I was – most uncomfortable with was publishing and it's turned out to be uh one of the, the easier parts of it from my end that's so cool just send the email dennis five minutes later you get a response ten minutes later you're talking yeah what's the, what's the problem people <laughs> just put out a book yeah um and by the way i'm 
I'd like to do a podcast with you later on when when the book is published. Uh, I want to take a read and I want to talk about the book with you. So I think that would be a, a really fun podcast if you're interested in doing that sometime in later this summer. As always, because you know one of you know you mentioned the hard parts and that the hard part of this book is gonna is still ahead and that's gonna be the promotion stuff. Yeah, because as as you know, this is probably not not my uh, favorite part of things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it, we it, get it, out here. You'll be, we know how to get out of our comfort zones. Exactly. You did with the book. Um, all right, uh, Kelly, to wrap up this podcast, I did want to talk a little bit about the players uh, that we'll see on the court in 2022 because we haven't really had a chance to talk about some of the new faces that'll be uh, on the Badgers roster this upcoming season. Um, I don't think we've talked about Caroline Crawford, um, but what about some of these new faces like, like her, like uh, Gabby McCaw, um, like Sarah Franklin? who we haven't had a chance to speak of, a Michigan State transfer. What can you tell us about some of these new faces on the roster in 2022? Well, anybody that saw us in the spring saw a, a little bit about uh, Caroline Crawford. We, we call her CC. Great competitor. Uh, the kid wants – she wants to be really, really good. Uh, but, the, you know, she just – she's locked in all the time. I mean, every every moment, moment of practice, and she just – she's open to learning. Uh, a fierce competitor. Um you know, middle, uh, uh, and um, we're, we're, we're excited about her. Uh, there's there's a lot of strength, a lot of toughness uh, that comes from her. Uh, Gabby uh, transferred. We were just able to – she's been here for a few weeks, um, transferred from Boston College. We got to know her back in, in high school. She came here on a visit a couple times, uh, originally committed to Southern Cal with the coaching change. She went to Boston College, played out there for, uh, what, the last three years. Very experienced. He'll probably be one of the, uh, you know, there won't be too many people on our roster that has played in more matches uh, than what Gabby has. Um, Sarah Franklin uh, transferred from Michigan State, uh, all Big Ten player outside. And, uh, you know, I talked to, you know, our strength coach gave me a call the other day and, and said, I, I'm going to tell you what, this kid is on a mission. Uh, said she has maybe the biggest presence on our team in the weight room. Uh, it's certainly one of the top ones. Uh, you know, uh, I got a I got a text message from one of our players the other day. He said, man, she is, every time she is around, whether it's out on the sand courts or in the, the gym when they're, when they're playing, uh, the, their teammates are pretty, pretty fired up to, getting what uh, or seeing what they're seeing. Um, so we're excited about Sarah. She's got three more seasons for us. Um, uh, Ella Robel is starting nationals, her uh, AU nationals this week uh, down in Florida. She's, I, they'll probably be one of the favorites to win a national championship. She is certainly talking with her before she goes down there. She's possessed, you know, right now to be able to do that. She'll be here. You know, uh, she'll land Sunday after nationals, and I think uh, Sunday morning she'll be here Sunday afternoon um, and, and joining the team. So next week or this weekend she'll be here. Excited about her. Uh, Golce Gudikin um, is uh, from Turkey, a Libro from Turkey. She's preparing for the European Championships that also Yuli Orzel will be playing in uh, in the – 
uh, in July. I'm looking, I'll be flying over there to Italy to to watch both of them play. Golce uh, will be here uh, probably about 24 hours before we start our team meetings uh, in in preseason. So we've got quite a few new kids looking at my board to make sure I'm not forgetting every anybody. But I think uh, I think I touched on all the the newbies. Okay. I would ask a little bit about how these pieces fit together on the court, but we know that that's a process that that is yeah. going to be ongoing, maybe up until the, the final match of the year as well with little little uh, wrinkles in the lineup. So I won't ask you about that, but mm-hmm. um, a ton of new talent coming in for Badger fans to keep an eye on in, in 2022. Guys, that's the podcast, Point Wisconsin, um, basically. So uh, I appreciate both your guys' time. Dennis, once again, congratulations on on writing the book we'll talk about it again later and kelly will will hook up again this summer uh with us three here and we'll we'll do another one of these sounds great cool Very Thanks, good. all right there you go that is uh dennis punzel uh kelly sheffield on this podcast I'd like to thank uh ian's pizza in madison once again with three locations in madison one in milwaukee thank you to ian's pizza for being a sponsor of this podcast also check out johncastpodcast.com now you can sign up for my newsletter I'm not going to spam you. I'm just going to give you cool uh, stuff that I'm doing on the podcast. So whether that's a contest or a promotion or whatever, or a cool guest we have coming up on, on the podcast, that's what you're going to get out of my newsletter. And always a rate or review on your podcast platform that you're listening to this on always helps the podcast, helps support this podcast. So thank you for continuing to do that. It takes seconds to leave a, a rate or a review. Um, all right. Thanks for uh, listening to this edition of the JohnCast podcast. Goodbye. See ya.